<laughs> Wait, so is your sound okay? I can hear you. Yeah, I, I can't uh, recording. As long as you're, I'm too quiet. All right. You're uploading, right? Yep. I can start by saying this is the 70th episode of SETI BIMCO. Is it really? The 20th of season two, but 70th overall. Nice. You're my second host. Have you done? Yeah, we, you've, long, already, you've driven how long away. How you last? <laughs> <laughs> well, not much longer with these movies, Tim. It's SETI BIMCO part two, The Revenge. The show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. I forgive my enemies, but not before I put itching powder in their underpants. It's City Bimco Part 2, The Revenge. As it's said in the theme song, we're going to create some... We're going to create some revenge movies. We're going to create some revenge <laughs> stories that were not made for this movie. And we always pick a wildcard question. All right. Because we're going to watch this movie. We're going to say, which character from this movie is most likely to... I picked it out of a hat. Okay. Number 14. Number 14. Who from this movie will most likely become a wildlife photographer? Mm. <laughs> All right. Oh. What do you want to do? Did something outrage you? Enrage you? Uh, Are you any or an Audi? Outraged. Uh, let's see. The movie outraged me this week. Uh, this took me three sessions to get through. Okay. I just turned it off and was like... Um, <clears throat> listeners, I should let you know, I don't know what my energy level is going to be at. Cause I, uh, I may be sound a little hoarse. I'm a little sick. Oh no. Got a little bit of a summer cold. We had, uh, okay. my girlfriend's, um, aunt was visiting from, uh, the netherland of Florida and, uh, we went to the mermaid parade, which yeah. is a, a famous event here in New York in Coney Island. Uh, it's like an art parade. People dress up as mer people, um, just kind of walk around, have a good time. Uh, a lot of toplessness, both male and female. You can see some boobies if you want. Unlike this movie we watched tonight. Um, I, I forgot a good all time, about the mermaid parade. I think I, I think I caught. Yeah, it's it's. I think we uh, we actually were already making plans and taking her to Coney Island because she'd never been. And we're like, oh, it's the Mermaid Parade, which is a fun day to go to Coney Island, but honestly, not the best day because everything's just kind of packed. So you, you, we yeah. couldn't do a lot of stuff. And the cyclone was being worked on for, um, yeah, like for, it was temporary closed renovations. I have a tradition where I have ridden the cyclone up until recently, every year since high school, I would ride that. Oh my God. And I missed it during the pandemic because mm-hmm. it was shut down. And then I missed it last year because I went to Coney Island three times and there was always some catastrophe that prevented me, like rain or something. And then today, like most recently when I went there, it was like it's under weird maintenance. I'm like, maybe I just shouldn't go on that because it's this like – This is a sign. It's going to kill me. Yeah. So am I outraged by this? No. It's just uh, – this is – I'm changing it from being what enraged me this week to being what mildly grumped me out this week. Uh-huh. So having kind of a summertime cold just sucks. Uh, I got to carry the How show. How about you, Tim? Wait, what? I got to carry the show. Yeah, I know. Everybody, <laughs> oh, wait, did you hear that, Tim? That's the sound of all our listeners turning off. <laughs> like, it's bad enough it's a Tim movie, but now he's going to be. Well, you're definitely going to have to carry the show because I have to admit, uh, <laughs> I didn't learn any characters' names. Come on. I don't know who any of the characters are. Wait, George, wait, slow down. You I'm just giving spoilers. You didn't ask what enraged me. 
I did ask, but you you took too long. What did <laughs> no, Rage you, do you this didn't week? Ask me. I did. Go back and listen to the tapes. <laughs> Listeners were like, he definitely did. They no, he heard did. it. All right. no, he did. Yeah, you're going to edit it out. Uh, what enraged you this week? Uh, I'll just go right to the news story enraged me that you probably didn't read. No, I did read it, but I forgot it. What was it again? Well, over in, um, what, what country is this? In Poland, there's a town named Hell. Oh, this did piss me off. Yeah. And you could ride the bus 666 to Hell. And it was a big tourist, not, not a big tourist attraction, just something funny. You know? Yeah. I'd ride it. And I a would. local group of, um, who was it? Uh, who were they called? They were Christians? It was a conservative Christian Christians? group. I forgot their name. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to name them. <laughs> But they changed. Did did you read the whole story though? Here's the thing. Yeah, they they Somebody. pressured them mm-hmm. to change it. So now it is instead of bus route six 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 that goes it's, to hell, H E L. It's six six nine. Six sixty nine. I'm like somebody was yeah. being cheeky. Like, well, yeah, it I mean, they would have been really cool if, they're if they going, did it to six one six because that's the Marvel Universe <sighs> designation. That is not cool. Never God, mind. So fucking cool. I was going to make a sixty nine joke, but you ruined it. Sorry, no, audience. No, who's 60, Sorry, no, who's 69? Sorry, listeners. When Spider-Man <laughs> kissed Mary Jane, they were 69. Yeah. Our audience expects hot. Uh, what is our our Immat- audience? Immature sexual jokes about the number 69. They expect, let's see, what is our audience expect? They expect numerous references to the Osmonds and Hitler in no particular order. No. They expect movies that are grainy with poor audio and no discernible plot or worth <laughs> Uh, we're going to deliver it all that stuff. Cause, because. You know what I did like about that article you sent him though? What, what? About the 666 to hell. Mm-hmm. They say that they're already – they in the article like, yeah, we're going to change it back. Because <laughs> they got these rece- they got these complaints from these Christians and the Christian's like, but that's the devil. We don't mm-hmm. like the devil. He punches Jesus. <laughs> but then – you know, if you're hell, because why else would anyone go to hell except to take bus six six? They're li- whatever meager amounts of tourism they got immediately dried up, and they're like, "Oh fuck this shit." They, they probably, probably yeah. probably being a dramatic people, they probably burned the churches. They probably, probably crucified have the priest. Hell, hell flavored ice cream cones. They probably have. What is hell flavor? Hell, hell what hotel. Like? I bet you there's a hell hotel. Would you stay at the hell mm. hotel? I fuck yeah. And they probably have. Uh, um, hell met helmet. What is the hell? What is that? I'm the art for you. Museum? You got a cold. See, <laughs> yeah, I, I got hell. it. There's, there's the, uh, there's the dermatology <laughs> place called hell's a poppin. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> there's the, uh, California eatery called hella good. See, it's both yeah. hell LA and yeah. hella. Yeah. I got yeah. it. I still got Tim, even a sick George O'Connor. He still lays down sick punnery. They go visit Helen. She's a lady in town. Uh, Hell and the Greek restaurant Hell uh, and of Troy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, what else do we got here? Let's they, just they keep play, doing Hell they puns. They sell. Uh, they sell a lot of uh, DVDs of Help by the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that one. Too. Wow. I ended it. <laughs> Stick a fork in Hell. <laughs> All right, what's the movie called, Tim? Because I forgot the name every time I said it. This movie is uh-huh. called The Girls from Thunderstrip from 1970. Oof. Some some Wikipedia says 1966. Some Wikipedia yeah. say 1970. It's this hotly is, contested. There's a comic book connection here that George is not excited about. There is. About. 
It's uh, co-written well, by I'm Pat not, yeah. Boyette. Does you say his name Boyette or Boyetti? I would say Boyetti because Boyetti? that would like because it sounds like Chef Boyardi, but it's it's definitely Boyette though. He Pat wrote, Boyette. Yeah, he wrote <clears throat> Carlton Comics and he co-created or Charlton created, Comics. That was they might be called. No, they're called Carlton Comics. George. No, they're called Charlton. We do this every week. Ch. You don't know how to talk. We do this every week. We <laughs> Carlton talk. Comics. It's look it up. It's fucking Ch. You tool. <laughs> Uh, Tim, look it up right created, now. I'm stopping the podcast. Created, I'm going to keep talking. Charlton Comics. He's, he created Peacekeeper or Peacemaker. Nope. What's it called? Peacemaker. The man who loves peace so much he'll kill for it. <laughs> Recently, the star of the HBO Max series starring John Cena, directed by James Gunn. The that. inspiration for the comedian from mm-hmm. uh, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah. He is a superhero who has a red shirt, wears a red T-shirt, wears a toilet bowl on his head. I'm not even exaggerating. It looks like a toilet bowl seat. It's a weird design. It is. And that was his thing. He has a big dove on his chest and he's like, I love peace so much. <laughs> I'll kill you to keep the peace. And um, yeah. The dove, was, uh, the and dove was actually for soap. He was very clean. He was, <laughs> he it was wasn't into hand peace. soap. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's weird. I didn't know that when I picked this movie. Yeah, that was the kind of – and there's another great piece of trivia, which I don't think you've uncovered because you would have definitely texted me about this. Uh-oh. So I'm going to drop this on you midway through. That's also fucking astounding. Oh, you're not telling me yet? So uh, – no, I think it's better to wait. No. Wait, let me think. Is <laughs> yes, it wait. To wait. Well, also – I'll wait because I want the listeners to have a chance to let – I want them to be like, holy shit, the guy who created Peacemaker made this movie. <laughs> All right. One one of here yeah. here I thought I wrote his name down. One of uh-huh. Bing Crosby's sons was in this movie. I told you that, and nowhere yeah, on and, the and, internet can I find out what character he is. No. It's like he. That's hit the it. weird thing. It's it's on IMDb. <laughs> like he's listed as a character, but they don't say his name. No, and this movie only has like maybe nine or ten characters. So, and I can't even think of scenes where there's extras. I think so, he's one of the bikers. There's Teach, there's Animal and a Animal and a biker who I don't remember his name. There's like three biker men. And Pike yeah. is our hero, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> there's no heroes in this movie. Just tell you now. <clears throat> That's oh. the first problem with this movie, is like I was watching this. It's it's called The Girls of Tiger Beat. What is it? <laughs> the girls from what? Thunderstrip. Just think Bruce Springsteen song. Thunder... It's based on the Bruce song. Springsteen song. I don't know that song. It's not. No, it's way older than that. The girls Bruce from Thunderstrip? Come on. Girls from Thunderstrip. Um, they're not the main characters. Uh, I thought for a while the sheriff was the main character. Well, but he, like, I guess dies off camera or in a Mercury's shot <laughs> sequence yes. that I was like, oh, wait, is he dead? Oh, oh, the guy who I thought was the main character dies, like, let me, halfway let me, through this movie? Let me give the, syno- let me give the synopsis right, so people at least know what the movie's about. Please tell me you read the one I read last week off of Wikipedia, which yeah, is the I'm worst do that. two sentences This film ever. is about right. a trio of hillbilly girls who take on a uh-huh. biker gang over moonshine. Uh-huh. The storyline is basically about female bootleggers taking on a biker gang, which is led by a typical bad biker called Teach. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that's terrible, right? <laughs> yes. So before like, we get into it, Tim, I am going to ask because like I really did have a hard time telling these people apart and only was able to describe – like the lead biker, I'm like kind of reminding me of teach. Jason Siegel from how I – teach? That's teach. Who does he teach? Maybe it was supposed to be Tetch, like Blackbeard. Maybe. I would – maybe. And then there was Monster or Animal was one of them. Animal. 
and I don't know. He was the other not one. a Muppet that played the drums. I can't find his name guy. even in the in the BDM. There's a woman called Red who has red hair. She's in charge of the. the the, I'm going to stop moonshine. you and challenge you right there. She did not have <laughs> red hair. I was like, how dare you have this woman who does have red hair be called red? What? Am I remembering this wrong? She was she was a mousy brunette at best. <sighs> well, that's, there's not much to talk about in this movie. Let's, um... Oh, I, I mean, I took very copious notes what? for the first bits. Did you, did you write the lyrics sort of the song they were singing at the beginning? Oh, girls, no. girls, girls will blow your mind. <laughs> that's not the song it was just as good though it, it this really was i was just texting in our our text line that we have independent of this with some friends i was saying like this is like really much the prototypical tim hamilton movie mm-hmm. it starts off with like the terrible music that some probably the producer sang probably um it's long shots of what like the movie's gimmick in this one is bikers. So you better believe we opened up with two and a half minutes of just watching the back of a guy <laughs> motorbike, yes. motorcycling. And I'm not exaggerating. I timed nope. it. Two and a half fucking minutes. But this is a, uh, this is a grindhouse film. Scratchy. In yeah. It's not grindhouse. Scratchy ass film. The, the pieces uh, of film Terrible disappear. audio quality. Yes. Is that, is that, wait, is that the definition of grindhouse film disappears? Well, I never saw a movie like that. Where, where were they edited together in this film at certain parts? Big pieces disappear and someone's laying on the ground dying and you're like, what happened? <laughs> that that happens later. What like, is this movie called again? I'm like trying to look it up. Girls of The Girls Who Thunder Road. The Girls Who Makes Moonshine. No, that's that. Girls of Thunder Drift. What is it? Thunder Strip. That's the, it. The Bruce Springsteen song. I East, don't know East that Street, Bruce Springsteen East song. Street Band didn't really want to record this song. What Bruce was like. We're doing it. I'm pretty sure the Bruce. I'm pretty sure the East Street Band was not alive yet. Well, they were alive, but they weren't together as a band in 1971. Yeah, uh, they had that album down by the river. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm also, looking up. I'm on the IMDb trying to find the name of the third gangster, and I can't. You can't. Let's uh, let's get one thing out of the way. The, the sadness. Yep. Just the it starts with a girl being raped. It's not graphic. Oh, yeah. and oh, it's wait. not like there's no nudity. It's just like uh it, it had nothing to do with the movie. Oh, at can all. I just yeah. I th- I'm just because I don't have notes past this part, I want to share mm-hmm. my notes I'm taking. Two minutes thirty five seconds, a sexual assault. And I'm already like, Oh, this <laughs> sucks. And then and at it's, four it's minutes the, it's we the cut worst kind, after so. Yeah, we, we watch we were made to watch it for over a minute. I'm just like, this sucks. But, but at the, four but the added, minutes, the added worst part, if you notice, it's the scene where at the end she's like, ah, oh, well, I guess I wanted this. I like this. She's like hugging him. I don't. I don't yeah, I'll get, I'm, that. Getting, I'm getting to my recap. Yeah. At four minutes, we meet the other two bikers because this mm-hmm. is one of the bikers, and then the other two bikers they're riding down the road, and they uh, there's a woman who seems to have been perhaps abducted by them on the back of one of their bikes. She's right. barefoot. They um they make her siphon gas out of something. I don't quite understand something. that because they didn't do it. She didn't do it, yeah. and then they were like, "Yeah, we're not going to do it." I didn't understand what's happening there either. Yeah, and they then they were like, "Well, I had her. She's garbage now." And they leave her barefoot at the side of the road. Right. At five minutes fifty seconds, uh, we come back to uh, the guy who has just uh, assaulted the woman, the first biker. He flips her a quarter. And goes here. It's fifty cent, fifteen cent raise yeah. from last time, or whatever, something. Yeah. <sighs> Don't buy anything. At eight minutes twenty eight seconds, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the guy who has just finished raping the first woman picks up the second woman on the road, the one right. who had been abandoned by his two friends. They drive with her to uh, a gas station where they're all hanging out. George, are you going to give the time of everything? No, I'm it's just because I'm, I'm 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 just watching. I'm like the amount of like appalling shit in the opening <laughs> scenes of this movie that you made me watch. Then uh, they, uh, they she. It's a Cornell, eating in front Cornell of gas station, by the way. Before Cornell, it was, Cornell, was an Ivy Cornell, League school. It was exactly, a, yeah. It was a string of this gas stations. Didn't realize this was filmed in Ithaca, New York. So she's like, I haven't eaten in two days. And they say, you want to eat? And they throw food on the floor, knock her on the floor, step yeah. on her, say, eat like a dog. And then they pee on her. Yeah. And all this happens. And I look up and it's still an hour and 12 minutes to go in this movie. <laughs> I think this was like if you... They wanted to keep people in their seats. They didn't want them to leave. This is all like, if you like this, you think there's going to be a lot of it, which there's no more like raping or, or, uh, uh actually there is. Tim. Well, yeah, there is kind of, it, you don't know if it happens. I'm not sure. We'll see. We know there's some, uh, sh- there's some shooting and then people run around. There's so, so yeah. the lady calls the police, but, oh, not, but they, the, they not s- a lady in the gas station calls the police. Uh, the sheriff. I mean, I will hand for a rural place. The sheriff does arrive there very quickly. Wait, you're missing that. That they're going to Hicksville. By the way, the name of this town is Hicksville. They're going to, but they smell oh, a hillbilly. Really? Remember, they're like I because the, the gas station attendant's like, "Hey, you shouldn't be peeing on that lady." And yeah. uh, they're like, "I smell a hillbilly." So why are they smelling and, a hillbilly in Hicksville? Shouldn't, shouldn't they be smelling? <laughs> Hicksville? Is it isn't Hicksville on Long Island anyway? The first suburb created after World War II. I think this um, is this is Florida. Let's talk. Uh, it probably was. But he tries let's talk f- about fight. hillbilly as a term. What does that mean to you? Like the guy they describe <laughs> as a hillbilly, who is ostensibly mm-hmm. our hero, Jody McRae, uh mm-hmm. Pike. Um, well, he's just wearing like a blue shirt. They it's are clean cut, clean shaven. <laughs> I hear hillbilly. I think of like the character from Boggy Creek too, uh, old man Crenshaw. But did you see where he lived? He lives in a shack surrounded by chickens with his aunt Tilly. We'll get to her, but what he, that's where he lived. He didn't have any other house that I saw. Wait, aunt Tilly was his aunt. Well, they called her aunt Tilly. That's all. Mm. Come on. You're aunt- yeah. Tim, but, but the I gas really station, the gas station, right, so the gas station. He, yeah, uh, the biker has a knife. They get in a fight and they accidentally stab this woman that they had been peeing on. Yep. And the yeah, the gas station attendant's like, "Oh my god," <laughs> doing his best acting. Well, <laughs> and when the police do show up, they're like, "Was yeah. the gas station attendant the hero?" Was he? He tried to be. No, was he oh, the guy no, who no. was our hero? We don't no, see okay, him again. They, they looked very similar. Oh uh, yeah, maybe that was um, Bing Crosby's son. I bet you're right, Tim. Maybe. Tim, I think you just cracked this mystery. We can stop talking <laughs> about it now. Okay, we're done. All right, bye. Well, then the sheriff pulls up. Terrible. Very fast response times. The sheriff reminded me of if Matthew McConaughey and Quint from Jaws had a baby. Yeah, yeah. He was actually not bad. Like, no, I, he was I, terrible, like, it, George. He said, this lady, oh, she's been stabbed, but oh, let's, no, no. let's harass his, the bikers. <laughs> his character was terrible. <laughs> yes. Uh he was the best actor in the movie, I think. True. Not he, Orville? Orville is his deputy. I, was Orville... Okay, I couldn't even decide if Orville was mentally challenged his or heavy not, so. His cousin, Otis, works in Metropolis. Oh, wait. Wait, you're making a Ned Beatty reference? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of his Ned Beatty, everybody, Otis. I'm so glad you mentioned this because we need to mention this. 
this entire movie is soundtracked with banjo music. Yes, the same song. Like, and it's the same, except for like in the last five minutes when they, noticed, the, yeah. the chase, which, oh my God. It's, did, did Ned Beatty it's, play that banjo? Is that what you're going to tell me? No, because Ned Beatty's in Deliverance. He's, I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what you know, Tim. <laughs> Wait, we you, we left this. I want to actually say this. The sheriff shows up. He proves to be a badass. He beats up one of the gang guys, throws him on the car, mm-hmm. puts arrests the guys. The scene is filmed so oddly. I couldn't tell what was happening. There was very little. The three biker actors are terrible. Yes, they're very bad actors. Like and, we, there are scenes where I had to watch multiple times to understand what's happening because they didn't react to stuff. Um, but the sheriff puts them in his car. Right. You were just drives off and just okay. just yeah. leaves this. <laughs> I guess she's dead. No, but he's, he's like he doesn't say even ambulance. He's like you wait here for the doctor. Yeah. Nobody checks on this woman who was stabbed. The gas station attendant is just kind of standing there, wringing her hands. No, still, I'm like I don't know. She was stabbed in the belly. Maybe you put like a cloth on her. You can staunch the bleeding or something. <laughs> I mean, a, anyway, I was. Distracted. I don't think she ever comes up again. But nope. maybe she does. Because nope. there was another girl that looked like her. Because everyone looked the. Fucking she was. Same. She was taken to. To nearby uh, Otisville, where uh, the hospital was, not to Hicksville. There's no hospital in Hicksville. I don't get this. Why we're doing this Otis <laughs> stuff? It just happened, George. It's, how do you not do Orville and Wilbur? This is I my name. Orville. And, who? The Wright brothers. Oh, Orville. When I hear Orville, I think that. Then, secondly, <laughs> I think of Redenbacher. Very far down the list, do I think of Otis, the well, bumbling crook from the Superman movies? He looks like it would be his brother. Orville and Otis, they look alike. No. no. Okay. I mean, they're <laughs> both mind. bipedal and they're descended from apes. Yeah. They're chubby, so they, to be kind. I guess they are. I mean, Ned and, Beatty definitely was. And Orville. Orville in this movie was always saying, can we go live in, we're going to live in California, Mr. Luthor? <laughs> I forget what he said. Are we going to the North Pole, Mr. Luthor? Oh. That's what he said, right? I don't know. <laughs> you go, ooh, are we going? I just remember the scene <laughs> where the there's the pole. balloon trying to save them from the prison. And every time he steps in the ladder, it comes down because apparently he weighs 3,000 pounds. And then, and, it's, and then Luthor cuts him loose. He's like, bye, Ned Beatty. See you never. Ooh, that's Superman I'm too. Gene Hackman. Did, did he not want to be in that one? Because he is kind of like they leave him there and then – He's not in most of the movies. There's there's a cut scene where Nan eats him. Ooh, well, that the silent it. kryptonite. Yeah, he goes. He's but he's in, he's in the end when Luther goes back to prison. So I don't know. Is he? Mm. Is he give him back massage. Maybe it was Orville filling in for him. Oh, I'm quitting. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, everybody. We go back to the the lockup. Okay. All right. Casey Kasem shows up. He's an agent from the government. Mister Conrad's his name. Ooh, good. I'm going to write that name. If you're, if you're under 90, Casey Kasem used to have, have America's Top 40, a TV show where you could see music videos before everyone had MTV. Or if you're under 90, he's the voice of Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Shaggy? He did. Uh, Any, yeah. Did the voice That's of enough. Robin? Yoinks! Which? He, he was married to the, to, uh, okay. Cheers. Cheers had one spin, two spinoffs. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, are you going to evoke the Tortellis? The Tortellis. He was married to the woman on the Tortellis who like stole his body and hid it when he died. It's a whole story there. I am convinced that we have more listeners than the Tortellis have viewers. (laughs) Like, and I don't think that's even an exaggeration. There's no Tortelli fans out there. 
Come on. If you're a Tortelli fan, He's, write to us at Seti Bimco with an E at the end at Gmail. Yeah. Tell us all about your Tortelli fan fictions. Casey Case, let me back. It's Casey Case of here. He had a very <laughs> distinctive voice. Yeah, well, if you heard Shaggy, it. which you have, he has a voice similar to that, which weirdly he did not in this movie. He sounded very uh, generic. It's Casey Case. Because this movie, like all two movies, four. was recorded like garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's Casey Kasem. Sounds like that, right? Kind of. This is Casey Kasem coming in at number five. It's Phil Collins within the air tonight. Oh, no. Coming in at number six is Genesis. Turn it on again. (laughs) Number seven, it's Phil Collins with Susu Studio. Wow. Phil Collins (laughs) just got a lockdown on these charts. Sally Bensworth writes in from small town Georgia, wonders, how did Phil Collins do that awesome drum solo in, in the air tonight? Well, we asked him. He said, "Now should I be Phil Collins?" He bought an extra arm in Liverpool okay. and had it attached to his body. After he did the song, he donated that arm to charity, and today, that arm is still being used. <laughs> it was wow, Casey Kasem. Come on, Phil. If we have Phil Collins here, <laughs> wait, yo, oh, now after that, I come on, <laughs> Phil Collins. I don't, yeah, no, we're ending this bit. All right. You went on too long. You maybe have to talk <laughs> of his third arm. <laughs> so the Utley sisters, they operate whiskey sills, and it appears the government, I wrote this down, is like losing $600 million a year on uh, not, not getting their taxes on whiskey, which is hard to believe. Casey Kasem is a G-man who's in town to stop all the uh, whiskey stills that are being done, the moonshine. Yeah. And the sheriff is like... I can do that, but the problem is people keep buying it. So I keep knocking them down. But Casey Casey makes it do it. So they go and raid the Utley sisters, yes. who are three women. Well, Casey is a goofy, hard, hard, hardball. He's like trying to be a, what am I saying? He's the big city guy. And this yes. is, this movie uh, celebrates, I actually saw it referred to as Hicksploitation. Yes, it's Hicks. I'm this sorry. This movie celebrates country folk. I'm not, I'm not making fun of any Hicks, but this is Hicksville. And nobody in this yep. town could count higher than five. I'm not not trying to assault anybody. If they're if people in this town, I don't know if you missed that scene. They're like nobody here can count more than five unless we's drunk, and sometimes we count to seven. Hmm. They, they don't anyway. So they go out to the whiskey s- still. Yeah. And uh, they find Jesse in the swimming hole. Surprisingly, oh, for yeah. an exploitation film, she's got her underwear on because I fully expected yeah. going to see her naked. Yes, no nudity to be found anywhere in this movie at all. She tries to run away and she shouts it's a raid and the other girls get their guns. Gotta say it like that. And uh, there's a shootout. There's a, well, there's a, lot, a thing that this movie does quite a lot, which is very interesting, is I guess they didn't want to like spend money on blanks. Oh, yeah. So a lot of the shootouts are just the actors doing the most ridiculously pantomimed kickbacks. <laughs> There's a scene when the sheriff is firing his handgun and you would think he was like holding a 50 millimeter howitzer, the way this thing kicked back. Yes. There's just sound effects added after the fact. Like there's no muzzle flash. Oh, sometimes so, they animate it. I think they must have painted the film. You know, It looks like there's definitely in the shot, like spoilers later on. A, a lady gets shot in the head point blank. That was definitely drawn on. Yes. <laughs> That's Aunt Tilly. Spoilers. Aunt, all right. Well, now you gave the real Poor Aunt Tilly. So uh, the other two girls, they, they find the police car, car unattended. They drive it off a cliff. That, One of them gets shot in the back with the shotgun, but oh, just it's right. kind of like a weird surface wound. It's like uh, it's a smear of blood. 
but they throw the police car off a cliff that was not there. And like they're in the woods, but they yeah. they put the accelerator on the car goes over a cliff and explodes. Explodes real good. Should I freak you out and tell you my big trivia? Um well let me say this first. Okay. So we get out of this scene. Casey Kasem right. goes into the the still and he lights a match because he's gonna blow it up. In this film already had rape and and someone getting shot and stabbed and left on the ground to die. So Casey Kasem, when he blows up the shack, it's smoke and he walks out like Wiley e. Coyote with like smuts all over, you know. Yeah, he's smuts just got, all like, over his, his face. His, his he has soot on his face and his hair is torn back. <laughs> and his hair sticking And there was up. a weird comedic scene before that where he's asking the sheriff, like, hey, will you take a picture of me? And the sheriff's like, oh, yeah. you look really good, Captain. And he's like, I know I don't look good. It's like, it's actually like a pretty funny scene. But it has no business being in this movie. No. And again, the only two people who could act worth a damn were the sheriff and I guess Casey Kasem. Yeah. So I guess I, I feel like it was one of those things they improved a lot. I guess. So it's this weird kind of like funny bit where like they're playing off and, and like, yeah, then he cartoonishly blows up and bye. He's he, okay. He faints. No, he goes, ooh, and he faints. But that's it for him in the movie. So Casey Kasem, gone. <laughs> All right. You ready for the big shocking bit? Because I want to wait to introduce the girls. Okay. Do you know where this movie actually was filmed? Uh, um, you guessed Florida. It's not Florida. I'll tell you that. Well, if it's something I wouldn't expect, I'd say maybe upstate New York. Nope. Oh, I want you to think. Is it Long Island? Nope. Well, I want you to put it. Think of like the most seti Bimco place for a movie like this to be filmed, aside from Florida. Uh, Auburn, New York. With, with I'm going to tell you, John it was filmed. Tim, this is going to blow your mind. This is pretty actually cool. This film is Spawn Ranch. What? Wow, which for those of you who that. don't, Spawn Ranch is the place where if you've ever seen, uh, what was the Quentin Tarantino movie? Uh, uh, Once Upon a Time yes. in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you were a fan of the Mansons, it's where they <laughs> like lived John. in California. Like, like our John, first John co-host, John <laughs> Kelly. Um, not only wow. that, Tim, as they filmed this movie, there's multiple accounts that the Mansons would come up and beg them for food Whoa. from craft services. You hear that, people? Watch this movie. Which I but will wait, point wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. That can't be true. This movie didn't have craft services. Come on. I mean, I imagine the craft <laughs> services was expired olive loaf and stale bread. Peanut butter and jelly. But it's still, it's still better <laughs> than what the Mansons are doing at that point. Which also, I will point out, proves conclusively this movie is not an artifact of the 70s and therefore does not pass the bar- barrier well this is a 60 well when or was 66 it when did or, the murders take place when were they uh, this murders took place in 69 and they lived there oh. from about 67 through 69 so it was filmed so there it was filmed squarely in the 60s that explains why it's hot trash wow but isn't that fucking crazy yeah because there's yes. a lot in this movie that I'm surprised more people haven't kind of lot because there's a lot of Mansony family shit going on yes. in this movie, and I'm like, <laughs> I can honestly see if they're filming this movie on their home turf, Whoa. and there's a bunch of drugged out like, I don't know what do you call them like like um, cult members. We'll say cultists. Yeah, I mean, it was an organized cultist. cult, but he definitely had a cult like leader. Mm-hmm. Um, it it fucking follows. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so Man- the rest of this Manson's, movie is going to be Manson's bus was was had the number six 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 on it, and it went to uh, but it didn't go to hell. Like it went to heck. We're going to hell. Went to Hexville. Hell. See what I did there? Yeah, 
Hollywood. Yeah, we're going to Hollywood. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, do you hear, again, the last few people who hadn't turned up the podcast just did. Hey, everybody, join us in saying hi to our friend Chris, who never listens. Hi, Chris. <laughs> wonder how he did a trivia last night. <laughs> did he invite you? He did invite me. I, I'm on his um, invite list. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, oh, while, while we're on Casey Kasem. There's some really, there's some other strange coincidences in this movie. Casey Kasem oh, has many things I, in common. With, I smell a Tim list. With Hicksville. All right. All right. <laughs> At least three things. Okay. <laughs> Number one, uh, as we said, Casey Kasem did the voice for Robin in Super Friends. Uh-huh. And Super Friends was banned in Hicksville because the town folks didn't like Batman and Robin flaunting their homosexual lifestyle out in the public like that. So <laughs> okay. it was not allowed to be shown there. All right. Another thing Casey Kasem and Hicksville had in common? Uh-huh. Casey Kasem did that American, America Top 40 TV show. Uh-huh. That show was banned in Hicksville because they uh-huh. didn't like Hall and Oates flaunting their homosexual lifestyle out in public like that. Uh-huh. You know, the thing is, Tim, <laughs> yeah? this, is, this is hewing too close to real life. It's like, <laughs> what? There are, what? There are places that this would really be happening. They're like, we don't like that Batman and Robin on a case of what they've been shacking up together yeah. and sliding up and down that pole in the bat cave. True. True. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. And what's the, what's the third one? You got rule oh. of threes. You got to do three. Well, Casey also did the voice for Scooby and or no. Shaggy for yep. Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, as we said. Yep. Uh, and that wasn't allowed to be shown in Hicksville because they didn't like Shaggy. Yeah. Wait, and can that, I guess the, the homosexual? No, nope. you can't guess it. Between... Go ahead. Try to no. guess it. Uh, the bestiality homosexual relationship between Shaggy and uh, Scooby Snacks. Nope, nope. No. They didn't like Shaggy and that guy Velma flaunting their homosexual lifestyle. I'm that guy like Velma. That. Uh, you just misgendered Velma, you fucking <laughs> jerk. Sorry. You it was a different time. No, it's right now. You're making us watch this. Oh, also, did you know uh, Casey Kasem did voices for cartoons on Sesame Street? I found that out. I didn't, no. Sesame Street wasn't allowed to be told, shown in Hicksville because that giant yellow talking chicken gave Orville nightmares. <laughs> okay, well, was that that was like the that was the dodge because I'm like he's gonna do Bert and Ernie because they're gay too. Yes. All right, so I'm taking control even though I barely remember this movie. But we cut to the sheriff's station, the holding cell, where there's the three gangster, the three bikers. And I think there's three Utley girls. Well, let me back you up just one minute. I know it's it's oh, it's, no! imp- it's important okay. for the plot. First, they go that's to Aunt Tilly's. We meet Aunt Tilly. And that's where Pike lives. And the girls seem to know Aunt Tilly because they're like, you got to sew me up, Aunt Tilly. I got shot in the back. Oh, and, you're right. That was and Pike same. says something like, no, but she's not something. There's some plot that's left out. I'm like, you go out and play with the chickens. I got to sew up these girls. Well, Pike doesn't say anything because he's just in a big box. It just flashes a light twice oh, man nobody's gonna get that <laughs> that show is airing right now season two of strange new worlds with captain pike it's my favorite star trek show everybody nice two. i like that you think that star trek will be a reference people won't get <laughs> but you drop references to like the fucking osmonds and shit not There's so like far nine s- not so far all right now this is the kind of town where where mark twain would have liked to hang out oh no mark twain's back <laughs> Anyway, don't you have a, anyway. don't you have a riverboat to navigate down the Mississippi? <laughs> so they're they all in this up. holding cell together, the three girls and the three because some of the girls are not soda are not with them, right? Oh, oh the one girl that got caught, she's locked up. And that's they, red. 
across from the bikers, and she starts taking her clothes off for some reason. She's like, oh, I wish, wish. Oh, that was weird. You wish you could have some of this, don't you? And then the police officer, his name is Jesse. He's like, Lordy, Lordy, put your clothes on. Oh, no. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, he's like unable to. He, <laughs> he can't it's handle like it. He thinks she was radioactive. He's like, I can't go near you because you're in your bra and panties. <laughs> and this is like 1960s bra and panties. So they yes. actually cover more than like a tuxedo. <laughs> right. They're made of obsessed. I'm. Hey, everybody. Let's let this one do this. What are they made of, Tim? What? How do you pronounce it? I oh, know. No, I want to hear you do it first. Abscesses. Yeah, that's it. It's obsessed. Yeah. Asbestos, you boob. Good Lord. Her bra and panties were made of, of that stuff. Oh, he... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call a new rule for Seti Boob Code. Don't make a joke if it's a word you can't pronounce. I can pronounce it. I don't think you can. <laughs> I think you haven't yet. Asbestos. Asbestos. Oh, he did it. He did it. He did it, everybody. Woo. Added <sighs> some applause there. <sighs> all right so they all come to break out the, the lady and that's the worst police officer he who's they the other girls they're like we okay. gotta break her out of prison and we're gonna go i don't know what they were doing what, what were they gonna do after that what's going on with the plot here so they the basically oh. the way it's been done is there's been an understanding between law enforcement and the various distilleries in yes. which the girls are sub that we leave each other alone. Now they're like super mad because they did this. They, they go to break arrested, out the yes. other girl and on a whim, they decide to free the three bikers yeah. who of course we know are the worst people yes. in the world, but they weren't in those scenes. So they don't know that yet. And they're like, there's three of them. There's, there's three girls, there's three bikers. They're like, mm-hmm. let's form a alliance together and we'll yes. do stuff but it immediately just goes to shit and red tells red tells the sheriff the red who's animal, the lead girl animal don't don't hurt my sheriff he's my cousin by marriage so animal uh strangles him to death yep but she doesn't see that no and i had to, that was one of the one of many scenes i had to go back to make sure that's what happened because uh you think when you're strangled that you put up a fight <laughs> Well, they took sheriff. His, no, this is the worst sheriff. He was all, he was upset because he's seen red in her underpants. Yeah, but like he yes. doesn't like. Yeah. Anyway, oh, you're in your so, underpants. Yeah, they they get together and, and the bikers are like, I think I should be sleeping with you, and animals should be sleeping with you, and it's like three girls and three guys, and Pike strangles one of the bikers in a weird scene, pushes his face into his food. Okay, it, it's yeah, almost why was, it's almost sexual. It's so weird. So there's a scene like. I'm not even there. They're at Aunt Tilly's house. Yeah. Is that what's going on? They're I think that's out there? the Spawn Ranch. So Spawn Pike, Ranch. it is definitely because it looks exactly like it does in the, in that movie. Um, Chickens everywhere. Pike is there, and he's just kind of this quiet, looming presence in the background. Everyone's calm to hillbilly, even though he looks like he's just a preppy. Yeah, he's a hillbilly. And the lead biker, who is the guy Teach, Teach. who reminds me of Jason Siegel from uh, To Kill or Be uh, Killed. No, from well, View from a Kill. Maybe license to revoke. All right. I'm going to stop talking about this now. But anyway, (laughs) there's this really weird scene where he just strangles him from behind. And like the other two bikers don't respect at all. No, he literally strangles him to the point where he like, he's unconscious maybe in his food, shoves him into his food, but he doesn't fight back into that. Oh, like the thing about choking someone, you're like, you thrash about wildly. You struggle. He just kind of goes there. And then he like, and like red's like please stop killing him please stop killing him and he stops 
and no one's doing anything. And the no. guy just slowly gets up with like jelly on his face, looks at him, is like, "What'd you do that for?" Yeah. And I'm like, I watched that three times because I'm like, am I missing something? I don't know what happened there. I think there were drugs involved. Maybe he saw red in her underpants. I don't know. Why? <laughs> Definitely drugs. And well, they'd been drinking moonshine. Maybe they made a point of that. Maybe they I don't know. So what happens? This they, they fix I mean, the car and they go on the run, and the police are chasing them. That's pretty much. Let yeah. me see. Yeah, I got to. The, I'm, I'm up to that part. Yeah, there's a long chase. A lot I of actually, banjo I music. Did, huh? I I did write uh, another note for this. 37 minutes in, <laughs> for a full four minutes, it's the scratchy ass film, banjo music, bad audio, and near just total darkness. Yes, the car. Is this where the car chase? You can't see. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm writing this. You can't see shit. And then it goes on. It's like that yeah, Where did fire that bullets? come from? No. <laughs> Animal shoots it at the police car, and then Animal jumps out. He stands in the road and guns down the police, and then murders them in the car. Yep. Which the sheriff, who up until this point was probably the main character, is killed in this scene, presumably. Presumably, because we never see. Because you don't see it. It's it was kind of filmed, but there's no close-ups. They again, they had no blank, so it's just like it's the guy Animal just shaking a gun, then putting in noises and. And it's the darkest, most ill-lit thing ever. Yeah, so now they know they're bad news because they killed some cops. So they go back and they kill Aunt Tilly. Well, they kill Aunt Tilly because the idea is like, Aunt Tilly, she's going to tell them. So She knows. The one guy whose name we can't remember. What was his name? Uh, who are we talking about here? The guy who kills Aunt Tilly, that biker. I think that was Teach. No. Or his animal. I don't know the name of the other one. I'm going to call the other mm. one... Uh, Hector. Hector. Well, he's like all creepy with her. He's like, yeah, I'll let you go. And then he shoots her point blank in the head. I know. This is the scene where it seems they drew on a muzzle flash, though. Yes. It's the only time in the movie where you see one. There's a scene when when they're shooting, like, windshields and stuff where you just hear sound effects of glass breaking. But, like, <laughs> there's clearly no – like, a woman gets hit driving a car. And yes. I don't know who it was and how she dies, but – because I can't tell anybody in this movie apart. Because this is kind of a, a rampage at the house. Because he goes out and, um, oh, Red runs into the outhouse. And he just takes his gun, his machine gun, and shoots the outhouse. And a roll of toilet paper rolls out for a comic effect, Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that part down. Like, he murders one of the girls. <laughs> she runs in an outhouse, which is the worst place to die. And uh, we know she's dead because the toilet paper rolls out. Second movie. This is the third movie without House. I think we watched. Yeah, actually, maybe that's like that. Maybe that's the Sandy Bimco like <laughs> connection. Okay, animal kills. Toilet paper funny. Are we to laugh or cry? Aunt Tilly's, Again, Aunt Tilly's death mask is hard not to laugh at because it was a close up of her painted on hole in her head, no blood. <laughs> Here's where the, the film breaks, and Pike finds red. And she seems hurt and like, some, yeah, something what was, was that out. about? Because, uh, yeah, I was like so happy. I'm glad this movie is like an hour long and they just cut that out. He picks, and I'm also gonna say this like, this movie, which is called The Girls of Thunder Creek, yeah, you Thunderstrip, you expect <laughs> the women to be like these Hellcats who right. get revenge, they become useless victims. Yep. 
the the like in this guy Pike, who is this weird goon that his only other scene really is he oddly quietly strangles one of the bikers from behind and lets him go. He becomes this avenging force, and oh. he kills. Well, I mean, let's just say how he kills him real quick, right? Well, oh, um, oh, I have important something to discuss in that part. What, what are we up to? Where oh, okay. all the bikers are dead except one, right? And Pike is chasing him because then we get another long scene running through the woods. They chase them through, so through fields, through trees, and they fight. The music finally changes. They keep, the, they keep chasing. And the constant banjo that's been playing the entire time and it, for Miss Friend the movie yes. changes. At one point, Animal finds a guy fixing his car. His name's Harry. Yeah. And he just beats oh. the shit out of him, takes his car. <laughs> well, why are you shaking your head? Because uh, I, I I just figured out who your revenge sequel's about. I think he's actually supposed to have shot Harry. By the way, well, we have something. Seems like he stabbed yeah. him. There's blood, but we know the, the special effects for this movie were not exactly top. Yeah, Pike, Pike finds Harry, and Harry's like, "I'm hurt bad. I'm dying. I'm hurting that bad." <laughs> he just leaves him in the road and goes, well, "I got to chase an uh, animal." He leaves him there in the sun. That was the thing I was thinking. At least put a hat over him. Yeah. <laughs> So they chase Animal through the woods, through the woods, through the woods, and Animal runs. By the way, the character he's referring to as Animal is the character we previously were referring to as Teach, in case anyone's wondering. Okay, I don't know. He's the same guy that was strangled by uh, Pike earlier. He's a biker. Yeah. And he runs into, do you want to see how he dies? (laughs) Oh, well. Well, okay, let me just emphasize that, like, when Tim is saying he runs and runs and runs, he's not exaggerating. It's (laughs) literally like four or five minutes of them running. There's a scene where... (laughs) <laughs> it is <laughs> except for there's a scene where like the biker guy's hiding with a big stick and he hits the guy in the <laughs> belly and the guy grabs it and he runs away it's just it's just running through fields and woods and different bio climbs entirely and then finally gets leeches he on runs him. gets leeches yeah, the guy's like let me take those off they stop they light cigarettes burn them off very <laughs> yes. carefully uh finally um the biker runs into a cave mm-hmm with the um, with our hero Pike in hot pursuit, and we hear I a, a crazy ah! and like a wildcat noise. Yes, I for a second I'm like, you, is this a stealth Bigfoot movie? No. But it's not. Did it's, you look away from the screen? Because you're not saying no. the funniest part. We oh s- that he sat outside and smoked a cigarette. No, we, we saw the wildcat. It was a stuffed wildcat. You must have looked away. Oh, I did look away. They showed him for a second. He was a stuffed did animal. They? It was a stuffed animal. It wasn't moving. Come on. <laughs> this movie. Yeah, so Pike just smokes a cigarette. That's what a it's really funny. That's what a hillbilly does. when, <laughs> Or in the case of him, a J. Crew a sales associate, because that's what he looks like. He's a hillbilly. He's not. There's no, this guy didn't even have a he twang. He cannot count above the number five. <laughs> okay, he's just he's got a, a head injury, but that's it. Uh, and then he runs. Oh, oh, Tim, there was a movie I want to share first. What? Because there is a woman who is being held hostage. One of the Utley sisters is being held hostage by this biker. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, these women become <clears throat> utterly helpless to help themselves. And she's all crying and screaming and he's got a gun to her head and he's firing occasionally at the approaching pike who is unarmed. Yes. He uses up all his bullets and there's like a tussle. The guy runs off, and before Pike goes in hot pursuit for that really long race, he assures this Utley sister that Red's still alive. Mm-hmm. And then, no, she goes, is Red alive? And this is his quote. I wrote it down. This is what it, fucking Pike says. Our hero, everybody. She's alive enough to marry me. Yes. Whether she says yes or not. 
<laughs> She's a marrying me. Like you fucking <laughs> like this like so these like you're just gonna force this woman to marry you? <clears throat> like and then at the end I think we see them run towards each other. Well, I don't know. No, he he gets her and he he helps the two women back to the car, totally forgetting about Harry, who's lying dead in a on the dirt road somewhere. Nobody checked on the <clears throat> toilet paper lady. No one it's checked just, on Harry. No one checked yeah. on Harry. That's important. <laughs> right. <But> yeah. <laughs> to, to, he tells right. the other woman. Remember, Tim. He basically tells yeah. the other woman all the wedding plans. Like, I hope you'll be there. You're gonna marry me. You're gonna cook me soup in a can. You'll make the cook wedding me soup out of a can. The yeah. other girl, Lil, Lil, we totally forgot she might have been raped because they they went to a, a house. They they're making a woman get them water and they shot her. And he's like, "I'm going in the house with Lil," and and she screams for a moment, but then Pike shows up and and shoots the other biker. Anyway, I I hated this movie. Yeah. Like it's such a misogynistic piece of trash. Yeah, you. Focus, I don't like you that foc- we have to say the R word so much. You focus on the bad stuff. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh yeah it was bad it's just a bad movie bad. to bad movie so that we could talk about casey Casey. let's go to revenge wherever you are wherever you're hiding i'll find you i'll get you i'll get you. revenge I'll get you. revenge revenge one of us will die one of us will die i will not let Cindy take my place i will have my revenge all right so, uh, from this movie, who is most likely to become what? A wildlife photographer. Can I, can I start it? Is that what it was? Yeah, yep. I think you're right. I wrote it down. Yeah, number 14. Oh, my so God. So, here's what happens, Tim. Oh, my God. This movie ends with the lead biker, teacher, maybe animal, or whatever, running into a cave where he sees a stuffed cat. <laughs> we hear him, we think, being dispatched off camera, but he just screams like, he just screams like that when he's startled. He pulls out his Nikon Recolta camera that he'd been carrying underneath his leather vest this whole time. A Nikon he Recolta? Snaps a few, I don't know if that's a camera. I'm just making. I'm trying to make it sound fancy. He snaps a few pictures of this wildcat in repose, mm-hmm. and he sells it to J. Jonah Jameson. Okay. Now you take over. <laughs> oh, what? What the hell? Well, he come sells, on. He's the, he sells this photo to J. Jonah Jameson, and who's reading the newspaper but Craven the Hunter? Oh, Craven the Hunter. Is it the new Craven the Hunter? I don't know. It Aaron Taylor Johnson, the guy matter. who bit off the, that that trailer was just released yesterday. He <laughs> bites off a guy's nose. Whoa, I didn't see that. Because when I think Craven the Hunter, I think nose is getting bit off. Well, that's that's this one. He's like Hicksville. And so Sergi, Sergi Craven off the Hunter, he sees this in the paper. What does he say, Tim? He says, Hicksville, huh? Sounds like a fun place to hunt me some mountain lions and hunt me some ladies making moonshine. <laughs> You know, for a Russian that, immigrant, he has a surprisingly <laughs> corn-fed accent. I forgot who I'm doing. <laughs> so Craven puts on his second best vest. His best vest, of course, is his lion skin vest. He right. instead puts on his leather vest from a biker gang, which I didn't mention. The name of this biker gang was Hell's King. Chosen Few. Yes. Turns out Craven was an auxiliary member. So he shows up in full biker regalia to hunt down the man who took these photos of the wildcats. Uh-huh. And he's going to hunt him down. And he's going to, I don't know, bite his nose off probably because he's craving the nose biting hunter. And he sees the vest. And then what happens? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he sees the vest. Uh-huh. You take it home. Babe. Take it home. <laughs> well, he says, hey, that's my vest. Wait, who sees whose vest? 
they're both wearing the same vest. Oh my god, that's the thing. They have this connection. He was gonna hunt him. They start choking each other. Very during dinner at a diner, (laughs) they shove each other's face into the cornmeal. But there's no sudden movements. It's just like a very Mm -hmm. and people nearby are like, "Uh, "Is this a weird neck massage? Like, should we be interrupting this?" Well, they scream at the very end. They scream at the very Uh end, and one of the other. What do they scream? One, they're screaming. They die, and one of the other diners says, "I'll have what they're having." (laughs) (laughs) The end. The end. Wow. This is good stuff. That's a reference to when Harry met Sally. I, Tim. In case you didn't know. Don't what? spell out your references. They'll know. You want me to do my revenge story? Uh, no, I'll go first because I think you probably wrote something out in advance and I uh, didn't understand who the characters were. Okay. So, right, you, so you, mean you want to go, f- go first? because I'll you- go first because mine's probably, I don't know where mine's going. Do you want help? Raise your hand if you need help because I can't see you. I will, but you can't see me because <laughs> there's no video. All right, revenge time. Roll the music, hit the lights. Here we go. So this movie, there's a lot of aggrieved characters in this movie. There's a lot of causes for revenge. Pretty much everybody kills somebody and a lot of death happens. But what I'm going to put my attention to, in the beginning of the film, there was a woman. We don't know her name. Let's call her Shoeless Kathy. Shoeless Kathy never wore shoes, and she yes. was one day picked up. She was walking through Broken Glass Alley, and she's like, I've made a terrible mistake. This is almost as bad as when I went to Legoland. See what I'm doing there? Yeah. And she was offered a ride by these two passing bikers. Turns out they abducted her, did terrible misogynistic things because this movie didn't feed her for days. Finally, they made her siphon gas or something. We weren't really sure. Mm-hmm. She was brought to the side of a gas station. She tried to eat. They peed on her, and then she was accidentally stabbed. The sheriff showed up, and just when she thought she was finally safe, he beats up one of the guys, carries them off all to jail, and leaves her there, wait for the doctor to arrive. Well, she's waiting, and she's like, what did I do to deserve this? And she hears this kind of weird beaming down noise. Uh, And a guy comes up, he's like, good lord, Jim, she's been stabbed. That's right, the doctor is fucking Bones McCoy. Dr. McCoy. Yep. And he pulls out his phaser or his photon or some shit, and he sews her right back up. And Tricorder. he's like, is that, is that how he heals them? Tricorders? Uh, well, that's how he examines. Uh, well, he, does, he doesn't have to examine her. He knows she got stabbed by a, a biker. So he gives her a stab by a biker pill. And then he gives her like a little <laughs> red dress. He goes, here, you're going to join the Starfleet Alliance. Red dress. She becomes a member of Star Trek, of the Enterprise. <laughs> She's in security because she's dressed in red. Is that, oh, is that what that means? I thought it just means you die. Okay. A red uniform. And, uh, yeah. And, of course, uh, she, ha- she has sex with, um, with Kirk. Okay. And uh, she gets space herpes. <laughs> but they could cure that in the future, so it's not that bad. And she's enjoying her new life. But, you know, she's like – she does – she's really mad about what happened before. She's mm-hmm. like, I was just a shim- simple, shoeless woman wandering the country – and I was stabbed. I was peed on. I want to get some revenge. So this wasn't so Earth. This was Earth. Okay. So it's the Enterprise time travel? Yeah, they do it all the time. There's one where they meet Hitler, isn't okay. there? Yeah. No. So, hmm, no? I thought there was. They went to well, a planet of Nazis. Long story. Oh, okay. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> but I know they time travel because there's that one where they go back and they find the whales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on one of the stars, because they're always making excuses despite the prime directive to not go back in time. They do. She would have died, so they took her. Just helping you yep. out. 
they're not helping her out. They're not disrupting the timeline. You gotta. They totally are, though. They really. The real <laughs> reason is that watching up on his hollow unit, Kirk is like, "Bones, go get that hot piece of ass." And so, <laughs> he, he <laughs> that's funny. It's out of character for Kirk. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so she steals, uh, let's say, a shuttle, and she comes back down, and she's got her phaser, mm-hmm. and she's got her lightsaber. And she's got her adamantium claws. And she is going to lay waste to all these people. But she has discovered they're all fucking dead. Mm-hmm. The only person really who's alive, there's still Red. Yes. And there's her husband by way of force, Pike. Yes. And she, she's trying to suss out the situation. She's like, did you say yes to marry him? And Red's like, well, and Pike keeps talking. And was like, no, 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 you don't worry about her. You don't worry about her. And so she finally realizes the person she has to take revenge on. Mm-hmm. And she takes Pike with her into the future. But right before they get to her timeline, she kicks him out of a space wormhole. So he lands, let's say, about 15 years earlier than she was. Okay. Without a lot to go on, he's, all he knows about the future is that people are part of this federation. Mm-hmm. He joins the federation. Jesus. And surprisingly, he rises through the ranks. He gets a cool yellow shirt. Mm-hmm. He's he in gets command. his captain of the Enterprise. Okay. Yeah, and then that's, one day, while saving some cadets from, uh, hold on, oh, stop reading from that. a baffle plate rupture on board a J-class training vessel, he's bombarded with delta ray radiation, which leaves him paralyzed, unable to speak, badly scarred, and played by a completely different actor. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is the story. Of how Shoeless Kathy oh. and created Captain Pike and got revenge on him. Wow. Yeah. And the music. That was hard. It was hard to follow, George. I think it made a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, does this make it better, Tim? It was a multiverse. Every movie is multiverse now, right? Every movie is a multiverse. So if this upsets you, because I know you Trekkers are into your continuity yeah. one with your Vulcans this, and your Spocks. This doesn't fit in. And your Tapows and whatnot. This might it be does. The, this might be the Kelvin universe. Did I mention the that uh, McCoy, McCoy had, uh, he had a Van Dyke? So it wasn't quite a goatee. I know in the evil universe <clears> they all have goatees. He's a Van Dyke. So it's like, who knows what this one is? I think DeForest Kelly looked good with a little chin dangle. I think this is the Kelvin universe, the movies, the new movies. So you call them. I the, think this is the Fahrenheit. They, they call universe. them the Kelvin universe. I don't know why. You, I call it the, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, people. People. People, get, people get ready. All right. You got yours now? Okay. Cue my music. All right, everybody. Tim just took out what appears to be a phone book printed on a <laughs> dot matrix printer. I kept it short. Mm. So Harry. Harry, who was the guy who was beaten up by the biker, left in the road bleeding. Possibly shot. And Pike didn't go back to get him. He got the girls. He got the girls married red. It's like, yay, we're all good. Left Harry in the road. Uh, so, yeah, red, red and Pike, they go up to the Motel 6 in the next town over for their honeymoon. And that hotel <laughs> has a cement pond they love to jump into. Ooh. Is it filled with water or is it just like a cement hole? <laughs> just cement hole. They just like jumping oh, in man. it. In the, it into the leaves. Knees. <laughs> and the bones that are in there. Wait, bones from my story? Bones DeForest <laughs> Kelly? Oh, no. Raccoon bones. Captain McCoy? Raccoon. raccoon bones. Wait, is this like Rocket Raccoon, but he's the version wow. of him that is... No? <laughs> Different universes. Different universes. Multiverse. Multiverse. 
So the beds of the motel, they vibrate if you uh, put a quarter in them and everything. So it's a fun place. But meanwhile, back in, th- in, in Hicksville, uh-huh. Harry drags himself over to recover under some shade trees. He eats some bugs uh-huh. and roots, and he lays there for a few nights as Pike told nobody about him, and all the police are dead. Harry, hey, that's true. <laughs> Harry, a skilled mountain man, follows Pike's footprints all the way to the mountain cave of the lion who, the lion who ate animal. Harry is angry that he can't have his revenge on Animal, but he now wants revenge on Pike for forgetting all about him and leaving him the road to die. He and the lion stare each other down. Harry needs meat, and the lion wants to eat Harry. Does he realize that the reason the lion's staring is because it's a stuffed animal? Yeah, he does realize. (laughs) He's going to be disappointed when he tries to eat that thing. (laughs) He did have a screwdriver in his pocket as he tried to fix his car back when Animal beat him up. The lion jumps on him, but Harry stabs the lion in the head and kills him. He then makes fire and eats him. Now, ha- now Harry has a has a full belly, and he's in possession of the spirit of the lion. He sleeps sleeps at night, and he goes out in the day to get revenge on Pike, who left him for dead in the middle of the road. On his journey, he fell in a well, got his leg caught in a bear trap, his hair grew wild, and he was and his hair was filled with twigs and burrs. And he'd been lost in the woods for at least like five days because he can't count any higher than five. And he skinned another bear and wore his skin over, uh, you know, wore his skin as, 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 as his own. He was spotted around town and people came to call him Dirty Harry. Not because of the state of his filthy body, but because he... Because he kept saying, go ahead, make my day? No, because he would peek oh. in people's <laughs> windows to watch them get undressed. Oh, that is dirty. He, dirty fi- Harry, he finally got filthy. to Aunt Tilly's old place where Pike and Red lived. Dirty Harry had gotten a hold of a gun, and when he saw Pike in the yard fixing up his car, he shot at him five times, but missed, and killed five chickens instead. He, wa- <laughs> he walked up to Pike, who was terrified, laying on the ground, unarmed. And Dirty Harry said to him, I know what you're thinking, Pike. Did I just fire five shots, or does another numeral higher than five exist, and thus I have another bullet? <laughs> but suddenly a shot rang out. And dirty like a Harry, question. Dirty Harry fell to the ground, dead, with his head blown open. And we s- we see over in the over in the outhouse, Red is sitting in the outhouse with the door open, with her gun in her hand, having just shot Dirty Harry square in the head. As her roll of toilet paper rolls out down the hill, right into Dirty Harry's head, and soaks up all the blood. That's Red convenient. says, "Damn it, that's our fifth and last roll of toilet paper." Because <laughs> the there's no higher number. That movie's called. Dirty Harry, First Blood. Nice! Wow, Dirty Harry, First Blood. Yes. Uh, my my movie, I, we never came up with a title for mine. Yeah, what's yours called? Star Trek, First Blood. I don't know. First Contact uh, with Blood. I'm Star trying to think, Trek. is there any good puns here? <laughs> the search for... Mm, the Wrath of... Mm. The Ensign <laughs> from Thunderstrip. <laughs> Fair. The Undiscovered right. Hicksville. There you go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. Enterprise Voyager. Yeah. There's a good pun there. The Enterprising Young Adventures of Shoeless Kathy. But you had to think of something. Yeah. Well, tell you what, listeners, if you are listening at home and are delighted by Tim and my flights of fancy, why don't you write in to Seti Bimco with an E at the end at Gmail and tell us what you think my movie was called. In fact, that reminds me, Tim, did we have an email this week? Uh, yeah. We do? Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's from George O'Connor. Why do you keep writing our show, George? 
because <laughs> I'm not always on. And when I am not, I need to be heard. Do I have to read this? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Dude is Casey Kasem. Yo, this is Casey Kasem here. Hello, Don't do this, Casey Kasem. I'm already, I'm already annoyed. Bim I was Kazones. listening to the latest episode. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I was listening to the latest episode of SETI Bimco, She Freak, with guest host Kenny Kersplasho. And was appalled to hear you refer to Felix Sela's role in Batman Returns as the Emperor Penguin. I oh, I remember this. I immediately took this email to register my outrage. But moments later, Kudi Kabuti corrected that Mr. Sela played a Emperor Penguin, one of several, rather than some character named the Emperor Penguin. Phew, crisis averted. However, Important distinction. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. However, as I'd already begun typing, I thought I would help clear up a lingering mystery. What was the line that Prince Randian, oh, the armless, lugless man in Todd Browning's Freaks, uttered after rolling a cigarette with his mouth? Much like Kobe Kapowski, I also own Freaks on DVD. <laughs> Ooh. And so I watched yeah. it with closed captioning to answer your question. Turns out yep. what the snake man was saying was, Looks like it's oyster crackers for dinner again. <laughs> Mystery solved. Hugs and kisses. Your fail. Your time's bestseller. George O'Connor. Man, I love when that guy writes it. He always, like he has a, an amazing DVD collection. He's always up for the challenge of adding information about Masters of the Universe or Prince Randian. That dude, you should, we should have him on as a guest or maybe even a permanent co-host. <laughs> Is it, yes, 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 and <laughs> yes, and yes, and you know what? <clears throat> oh, wait, you know, Tim what? just disappeared. And, here's Mark what? Twain again. You know what Mark Twain said about oyster crackers? Why did he refer to yourself in the third person, Mark Twain? <laughs> it's not the crackers and the oysters, but the oysters and the crackers. Mm, that sounds filthy, <laughs> filthy, right. and possibly racist. Do you have a movie for next week? I do, so I don't forget what we're trying to do here. Yeah, what are we trying to do here? I don't know. Oh, okay. I this thought there was week? something special. All right, so my movie for next week is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> no, it's not. I would do my that. movie. So uh, actually, Tubi has been getting to know me and gives me a lot of cool recommendations. And this one, I don't remember how this came up, okay. but we're going to watch this amazing looking film called Golden Temple Amazons. Ooh. Yeah. Should I write this down? Golden Temple yeah, Amazons. Golden Temple Amazons. I've watched a little bit of it. It's dubbed. It's a sword and sandals flick. The opening scene is topless women on horses. I'm like, enough said. Jeez. Oh, yep. <laughs> is this the movie we talked about? There's a part two, or is this something different? No, that was uh, Deathstalker, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So that's All the right. end. Give us five. Give us five stars. Because uh, even, yeah, because I can't count any higher than that. Five stars. Yeah, there, there is no higher. Is. There's no higher number. You can give us five stars on anything. On Good Pods, on Amazon. No, not Amazon. On, what's the other one? What's with the other? Apple. 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 Yeah. The other giant conglomeration started with an A. Yeah. Send five stars to her house. This is Tim's address. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> that's it. Is that it? I think so. So see you all next week. Same SETI time. Same SETI channel. Mm. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. All right.
Right, bye, everybody. I should sound more excited. Hey, everybody. I know. Goodbye. Hey, everybody, it's time to leave. It's time to go. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. Okay. Oh, also. Oh, oh more. I'm glad we're getting through this movie. It's such a good clip. Phil Collins had a... Phil Collins had a... <laughs> All right. His album, No Jacket Required, was uh-huh. number one on the America's Top 40. And No uh-huh. Jacket Required is what the people of Hicksville shouted at the condom salesman when they chased him out of town. No jacket required. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Back to the movie. All right. <laughs> There's a big cross out in that joke. I wonder why I crossed that out. Yeah. <laughs> why, why I wonder I why you that? read it when it was crossed out. Yeah. <laughs>